Hi everyone, it's John. And Ben. And welcome back to Santa by the Minute. Uh-huh. Where Ben and I... Uh-huh. ...talk about 1985's Santa Claus the Movie. One minute at a time. And, as you can probably guess by that intro, we are up to a very special minute, a very dialogue-heavy minute. Yeah, we're in the uh-huh minute. <laughs> you just named our episode right uh-huh. here in the first minute of our <laughs> podcast so ben what do you say are you ready to get into the uh-huh minute i am very excited i'm curious to see how close the scene in the movie plays to what's in the book and the comic book it's actually not um i hate to start it off right now but it's not a lot different they they stuck to the script i think pretty good yeah, that that's the heartbreaking thing when we found out that this was it had to have been scripted because it appears in the novel and yeah. the comic book that you've told me. Yes. We always assume this oh, this had to have been ad libbed. It comes off just something they did off the cuff, uh mm-hmm. Jeffrey Kramer and John Lithgow here in minute ninety, but it looks like it may have been in the script. Yeah. But we will get to that shortly. <laughs> So here we go. Our minute begins. It's the outside shot, the outside of the townhouse. It is still raining during that thunderstorm. We see Grizzard taking the struggling Joe to the limo, which is still parked in front of the townhouse. Grizzard opens the driver's side door and yeah. stuffs Joe in. Yeah. Not one of the other back doors of this limo. I don't know. I don't understand. I would have thought that that would have made it very easy for Joe to not let Grizzard into the limo. And you think it would be a little more discreet if he didn't go around to the driver's side, if he <laughs> stuffed him in one of the passenger sides. I know. Or at least into the back seat, you know. But I don't know. I guess they probably don't have child lock mechanisms on the door, you I know. Mean, you so c- Joe could just run right back out again. I suppose, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, what's preventing Joe from scurrying out, out that, yeah, that passenger side door? <laughs> I know. Or start honking the horn or something to get somebody's attention. We know this is a bustling street even at three in the morning. Exactly. But we do realize now going back to last minute, we talked about this before we started recording, that Towser, you know, he opened the door for Grizzard to take Joe out. And he yeah. must have done a look both ways, see if the coast is clear sort of thing. Yeah, he did. You can see it. You could see him looking both ways. Like, he opens the door first and looks both ways, and then Grizzard goes out with Joe. Which I don't know how good that would have done, because it's not like the door went directly to the sidewalk. (laughs) Grizzard still had to go down all those stairs. Yeah. (laughs) It's very possible there could have been a cop or, you know, just a passerby. Mm Mm-hmm. That might raise an eyebrow when you're carrying a struggling child out to your car like that. (laughs) I know. (laughs) So like we said last minute, neither Grizzard or Towser skip a beat abducting this child for their boss who was in the boss's basement. You would think they would be questioning BZ's sanity a little bit, especially with the extra layer that the book revealed. Mm Mm-hmm. How BZ... (laughs) I mean, it's already insane enough right now where... Put, park this kid on ice. Right. He says Santa will never beat me. I mean, that's enough to question BZ's sanity right there, but to be like, can you imagine if BZ said, this kid's a spy from Santa? <laughs> I know. 
Grizzard and Towser should be looking at him like my, our boss has a screw loose. <laughs> our boss has lost it. He doesn't know what's going on. It's like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna kidnap a kid for you. <laughs> Just because you want to one up Santa. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but this movie would not be as memorable if it didn't get as insane as it does from That's here true. on out. One thing I noticed in this particular scene here is that when you can hear Joe, he's like muffled, right? Because Grizzard has his hand over Joe's mouth. Mm-hmm. So Joe can't say anything. He's like... Well, Grizzard opens the door with the hand that was covering Joe's mouth. But Joe was still mumbling as if... The hand is over his mouth. Now, do you think that's a stunt, a stunt, Joe, or do you think that's Christian in these shots? It could very easily be Christian. I mean, it's not like that's anything that's dangerous, you know. It's really hard to t- it's really hard to tell, but yeah, it looks maybe it just looks worse on camera. It looks like he's really manhandling him. Well, I mean, I all he has to do is make that that like he's tossing him. I don't know, maybe. Maybe they had a cut. The commentary track uh, did say that Christian got a kick out of being, you know, like tossed around like that from Lithgow and uh, Grizzard in our last minute. Yeah, so that's so probably I, I guess him. It, I guess it could be him. I, I, think I mean, maybe... he's he's probably sitting on the seat when Grizzard is moving his arms like that. You know what I mean? Like Christian could not be in his hands at that point. It could be... Yeah, it does look like there, there could be a cut because he... No, maybe not. I'm watching it frame by frame that he does get the kid all the way in the car. Yeah, but I mean, Christian can easily be helping. You know what I mean? Like, oh, it's man. blocked enough that you can't tell Christian, what's Christian, where, where are you? Where are you? I know you've <laughs> kind of fallen off the grid. But we have a million Joe-related questions that we may never know the answer to. I know. We've got the answer to all our Cornelia-related questions, but we, we did. <laughs> anyway, anyway, so Joe is now stuffed in the limo. We don't see Grizzard shut the limo door because it, boom, cuts back to inside the kitchen. No, inside... hold on. Oh, oh, sorry. Before we move on, so oh, there's a bit more. Uh, well, no, well, okay. I just want to say that I just want to say in the book, Grizzard carried. The helplessly struggling boy out to BZ's waiting limousine and locked him in its trunk. BZ watched in satisfaction as the long black car drove off into the night, heading for his factory. So, (laughs) um, Grizzard was supposed to put Joe in the trunk, not in the front seat. But. Something obviously got changed. Yeah. The trunk would make more sense, but I don't know. I mean, the trunk would be where you would put someone if you're really parking them on ice, you know? They always have them in the trunk, but maybe they didn't want to put a, a kid in the trunk in a kid's movie. I don't know. That could be. So back inside the house, uh, like I said, we cut back to the inside of the kitchen, Towser enters the room saying, BZ, we've got to talk. Now, I want to point out what direction Towser is coming from. Okay. If if you look, Towser is coming from the basement. He is not coming in from the 
entrance to the kitchen from the main house because the entrance to the kitchen from the main house is behind BZ where the telephone and the spice rack is. Towser is coming in from the basement. And I know why Towser is coming in from the basement. Did BZ have him check to see if any more Santa spies were in the basement? Yes, he did. Oh! (laughs) Are there any elves down there? (laughs) It says here, Down in the basement, Cornelia, still hidden behind the wine rack, listened to the commotion up above with tears of anger and fright in her eyes. What was happening to Joe? What could she do? What should she do now? She looked around frantically searching for a safer hiding place or a way to escape from the cellar unnoticed. Suddenly, the basement door swung open at the top of the stairs and she heard her step-uncle snarl, See if there's any more of them down there. For all I know, I could have a nest of brats in the basement. Towser obediently rushed to the stairway and started down. He searched the poorly lit corners of the basement room with an exquisite care of a confirmed paranoid. He searched behind the wine rack twice because it looked so much like a place where someone must be hiding. But he found no trace of anyone, large or small. At last, heaving a long sigh of relief, he stumped back up the stairs to make his report, shutting the door firmly on the empty room below. I was wondering if that was when Cornelia kind of scurries off to the dumbwaiter. Yes. Which we don't see her in this minute, so forget I said anything. She's still hiding down there somewhere. (laughs) BZ is now sitting down at the table, lighting himself a cigar. In a bit of foreshadowing, the frustrated BZ says, You ever have one of those nights when you just want to drop a bomb on the whole world? See, like I said, nice little bit of foreshadowing. (laughs) And we're also seeing the kitchen from a different angle than we did before. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you see BZ here and Towser kind of like getting to that chair right there next to him. Behind Towser, between BZ's head and Towser's body, that's the actual entrance to the kitchen. That opening in the door, in the wall there. That's how you really get into the kitchen from the rest of the house. As we can see behind Towser, there is a stove. Yep. And there's also like a little little desk between the two of them in the background. And there is a calendar on the wall, and Ben and I have tried to see I if we could make out the month, and we could not do it. And and I can't figure out what month it is just by looking at how it ends. You know, because it ends with one, two, three, four, five days being filled in on that last week of the month. And I cannot figure out what month that's supposed to be. Because it, none of them around this time frame end like that. But the timeline that we've determined that this is... January. Yeah, it's January of 1985. Yeah. Almost two weeks after Christmas. Almost. Which, which Dooley will reveal eventually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. In another month or so for us. <laughs> Some damn kid in my basement... You waltzing into the house in the middle of the night. He stops short when he realizes that he doesn't know why Towser is there at three in the morning. By the way, Towser, what the hell did you want anyway? In the book, it's heck. Hey, uh, Towser, what the heck do you want anyway? Once again, like we said last week, the, the book 
the language is much tamer. I mean, this isn't like anything. Right. <laughs> Beezy's not dropping the F-bomb in the Santa Claus movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> you're, you're allowed one F-bomb in a PG-13 movie. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> <laughs> but PG-13 was still pretty new. It was, it was pretty daring to push your Santa Claus movie up to a PG rating in 1985. Yeah. I have seen news stories around the time, like, can you believe the Salkins PG <laughs> Santa Claus movie? Now everything's rated PG. Yeah, it's hard to find anything that's not. So anyway, uh, BZ has asked, what the hell does Towser want anyway? And here comes the uh-huh scene, a lot of exposition, a lot of dialogue coming up. And we're going to break it down one line at a time. Are you ready, Ben? I'm ready. So, here we go. Towser says... It's the candy canes. Well, what about? Something's wrong. They're dangerous. What the hell are you talking about? BZ has a shocked look on his face. Is it another heck in the book for that one? Um, no, because it says in the book, it's the candy canes. What about them? BZ took another gulp of beer. Towser glanced up at him, squirming. This patch guy. Hope you're getting ahead of us. So that's that's what happens in the book. This whole beginning part's not in the book. Yeah, BZ does not have his alcoholic beverage here no. in the movie. He's it's puffing still, on his cigar. It's still back on the island. You can see it behind Towser. Yeah, I can see. You can still see that Paps blue ribbon can back there. Yeah. But BZ is chomping on his cigar. And as we uh, get deeper into this minute, I did notice, I, I, never really, I never really realized it before, but all the language, the dams, the hells, and the shit, um, <laughs> are all condensed into these two minutes. I think the movie got the PG rating based on the language in these two minutes alone. <laughs> yeah. Oh, BZ's um, whiskey is right there next to him. Oh, he has both. He has a cigar and his and his whiskey slash wine. This we don't is a really, really know. This is a minor detail, but I'm just noticing now there's a bowl of grapes on the table in front of uh, Towser. Oh yeah. <laughs> just just felt the need to <laughs> bring it up. I mean, I'm never going to give that bowl of grapes its due unless I mention it right now. <laughs> Have no they other been there podcast. The whole time? <laughs> I don't know. No other podcast is going to mention BZ's bowl of grapes. That's true. <laughs> I guess a lot of people are starting to discover this movie this time of year because I punched in Santa Claus the Movie Podcast in Twitter the other day, and I swear at least three or four podcasts have covered it this month, and just in one episode. They're not doing it like we are doing it. And, well, and, yeah. and like usual, it all seems to be like, oh, can you believe how horrible this movie is? This is... <laughs> Well, I, I, I haven't listened to any of them, by the way. I, I have no interest. I only want to hear what we have to say. <laughs> I only want to hear from people who like the movie as much as we do. <laughs> They're not going to say anything we don't know. I mean, That's not to true. sound like we know everything about the movie, but when they're only covering it for one episode, they're not going to dig, di you know, dive deep into the movie like we are. So the odds of true. coming up with anything we don't know is pretty slim. Pretty slim, and they just want to dunk on it, as the kids yeah. say. We, we, do they? We do, do a little kids dunking, say that? but we, What was that? I said, do kids say that? <laughs> You're the one with the TikTok account. <laughs> do they? Do, do kids dunk on each other? I I don't know. I haven't heard that in eons there, <laughs> old man. <laughs> I, 
I, I, how many years have I aged doing this podcast? Many. Uh, I'm starting to look more like Dooley every week. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're going to be one of the old elves. All right, I think we, we've gone off the rails here, much like the movie itself. <laughs> okay, back to uh, the grapes. <laughs> they were there the last minute, by the way. Okay. All right, so what the hell are you talking about? All right, here we go. Buckle up. Mm-hmm. Towser says, this patch guy. Uh-huh. By the way, I am keeping track of the uh-huhs. Good. Ben, remember I gave you a homework assignment because this isn't the first time BZ has said uh-huh in this movie. Yeah, I'll have to go back and do that homework assignment uh, shortly. I haven't done it yet. You gave because me when... the homework assignment like an hour ago, and we haven't. I haven't had a chance to do my homework. Well, I want the de- definitive uh-huh count of the movie because it did, it did come up earlier when uh, Patch was drawing out his big reveal of the special ingredient. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But BZ didn't get frustrated with Patch, but he's getting frustrated, or soon will get frustrated with Towser for the same thing. So this Patch guy, uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> he told me he keeps that secret ingredient of his in cold storage because it comes from the North Pole. Now, hold on. In the book, when BZ says that first, uh-huh, okay. he's going restlessly to the refrigerator for another beer. It always took Towser forever to get to the point, especially when the point was an unpleasant one. So let's break down what Towser just said here. He keeps that secret ingredient of his in cold storage because it comes from the North Pole. Uh-huh. <laughs> Good timing. <laughs> I just made the same face uh, BZ makes at the end of this clip. <laughs> so we do we did see earlier that Patch keeps the secret ingredient in his little burlap sack baggie in a file cabinet drawer in in the same warehouse. It didn't look like cold storage. When I think of cold storage, I think of like a refrigerated or freezer of some sort. Right. I don't know if maybe they just mean a not heated room. You know, Could like, be, yeah. It just doesn't have an HVAC system in it. So keeping it in that dark, cold room with a file cabinet, probably enough to right. keep it from, keep it cold. <laughs> yeah. In the in the book, this is the part where when BZ says, uh-huh, he is moving back to the table with a new can of beer. So we started manufacturing the candy canes. Uh-huh. It's a very powerful mixture, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> there, That uh-huh wasn't there. The... <laughs> that uh-huh was... They, there... they decide to add an extra uh-huh in the movie? Yes, the uh-huh between the candy canes and the powerful mixture wasn't there. Now, this is why people tune into this podcast. <laughs> if, if the bowl of grapes talk was not enough, <laughs> the number of uh-huhs are going to grab you. These are like those true crime podcasts that you listen to. There's twists and turns at every every second. Uh-huh. Anyway, anyway, so I do have a theory. I think I mentioned it earlier, but I, I'm more convinced than ever what is making the stardust unstable. I think Patch is putting it through the machine, and the machine kind of breaks it down into some finer mm-hmm. powder. Right. I agree. Because that would explain why there are multiple big tubes full of what appeared to be stardust. 
Right. He's manipulating it so that it produces more than the original amount. Yes, and I think that's why it makes it unstable. Yeah. And that's why Santa hasn't had any Stardust-related casualties in his thousands of years. Because he's using pure Stardust to feed the reindeer. I think the reindeer fly over Hawaii, they're not exploding. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) That would be sad. Oh, no. They fly down to the equator for the first time, then all of a sudden, kapoof. Santa's falling to the earth because eight reindeer just exploded. Oh no, no! All right, back, That's back horrible. on. That's horrible. You're you're the one that started it. But we know that that can't happen because they're they're eating pure stardust, and maybe right. and you know maybe it affects reindeer differently than humans. This past guy, uh-huh. he told me he keeps that secret ingredient of his in cold storage because it comes from the North Pole. Uh huh. So we started manufacturing the candy canes. Uh huh. It's a very powerful mixture, you know. Uh huh. So I just assumed I should refrigerate them too. And this would also explain why there was no issue with the lollipops from a few weeks prior to this, because it, the lollipops only used like a little one grain of right. stardust, and this mm-hmm. is using the unstable, more powerful stardust mixture that patch has cooked up right anyway bz is losing his patience now damn it towser stop giving me all these short sentences and making me go "Uh uh-huh 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 like some kind of a damn moron damn it towser get on with your story stop giving me all these short sentences and making me go "Uh uh-huh 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 like some kind of a damn moron so we had three more uh uh-huhs there and towser pops in with a perfect bit of timing to top it off ben what does he say uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then BZ makes a why I oughta type face at him. He wants to smack Towser, I think. That part is not in the book. Maybe that part was the ad-libbed part. Maybe. Maybe. Because in the book, it said, BZ glanced up at him, his strained patience snapping. Darn it, man. Tell your story. <laughs> Don't keep giving me these short sentences and making me go, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Like some kind of a moron, he sat back, glaring at Towser, waiting expectantly. So, not counting Towser's uh-huh, I have seven BZ uh-huhs in this minute. Uh-huh. <laughs> and about 27 from Ben. <laughs> in the previous conversation with BZ and Patch, where BZ was doing his uh-huhs excitedly, listening to Patch explain what was in his special product. BZ said five uh uh-huhs in that conversation. So the uh uh-huh count is 12 uh (laughs) uh-huhs. 13 if you count Towsers, I suppose. Mm. But 12 confirmed uh uh-huhs from BZ in Santa Claus the Movie, 1985. (laughs) So far. So, back to the minute. I had to move one of the batches of candy canes to another part of the factory. I left a box next to a radiator in the lab. So, is he talking about moving the candy canes to be refrigerated in another part of the factory? Well, I, th- I don't know why he had to move them. He just had to move a batch from where Patch was storing them to somewhere else. And he says, I left a box next to a radiator in the lab. So there is a lab somewhere in that toy factory. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, every time you agree with me, I'm going to crack up. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, yeah, I don't know where the lab could be or what it's, I don't know. 
I don't know, maybe the FDA made them have a lab. BV has lost all his patience at this point, and he yells, And? And? And Towser nervously says, There's no more lab. <laughs> the candy canes explode. BV coughs and chokes on his cigar smoke in shock, and our minute ends as Towser almost completes the sentence. The candy canes explode is what he says before our minute ends. Dun, dun, dun. In, in the book, they did a good job at, uh, describing it. BZ choked on his beer, sputtering and coughing as if a noose had suddenly tightened around his neck. <laughs> Which, I mean, that's good. That's good wording, considering what happens in the future. So we had wondered, and we'll talk about it more next week because he goes into more details about did Patch hear it? So we'll we'll save that for minute ninety one. Right. But we have talked in the past, not on the show, but how much damage he says no more lab. Is there a gaping hole, a smoldering hole in the side of the toy warehouse? You would think that would have caught somebody's attention. The fire department like billowing smoke coming out of the side mm -hmm. of his building. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of more leaning towards the side of there was enough damage that the lab is inoperable, but it didn't like blow through the walls or anything. It just kind of damaged everything inside. Towser probably could douse it with a fire extinguisher. Right. Like pshh. Right. Or, you know, those those fire suppression systems like a sprinkler system that probably could have gone off assuming BZ had that up and running in his warehouse. That also brings up the question, and we'll probably get into it more later, he was moving like a whole bunch of candy canes right. and set them next to a radiator, and that no, no, caused... No. no, it said one box. He had left one box next to a radiator. But still, that that would that be a like a box, like a bulk box of candy canes or just oh, yeah, one, one singular candy cane in a no, box? No, Because probably, I was wondering how much damage yeah. like one single candy cane would do. Would it just like poof, pop right. like a firecracker and like would, shock somebody? Yeah. Or I don't know if it would blow up a house is what I'm saying. Right, yeah. No, I, I wouldn't think that one singular candy cane would do that much damage. I mean, it probably would burn someone. You know, if they had it in their hand and it poof or like if it was sitting on the windowsill next to next to a radiator and it kind of popped, it might leave a scorch mark. But I wouldn't like a... think one singular candy cane would be that much of a destruction. So it would have to be a box, maybe like a, you know, one of those like what, 12 by 12 boxes stuffed with candy canes yeah one candy cane may be like just like a firecracker going off mm -hmm. in your living room right enough to cause a little damage might lose a finger or something <laughs> right. but it, your house isn't going to be a smoldering crater in the earth right oh, i really want to talk about what's coming up next there's more <laughs> exposition dialogue of how much patch heard or mm -hmm. possibly didn't hear but i guess i'm gonna have to put a pin in that yeah and save it for next week yeah you gotta wait can't jump ahead Oh, man. <laughs> well, we've already been talking about a half hour on this, so yeah. I, I guess, is there anything else to say? Is there anything else we could possibly say about what is said in this minute? Um, I don't think so, but his face, BZ's face, when Towser says there's no more lab, is very similar to with the for free face. 
the, you know, no more lab choking and almost dying on his cigar smoke is very similar to his for free choking and almost dying on cigar smoke face. I do love uh, Towser's pathetic faces in yes. this minute. Like when he says there's no more lab. Yeah. He says it so innocently. Like, and there's no more lab. You know, he knows what's coming. You know, he's worked for BZ long enough to know what what's going to happen. All right. And that's going to conclude Minute 90, which, when you're listening to it, if it, you're listening to it on the day it comes out, is our last Santa by the Minute of 2021. Can you believe yeah. it, Ben? No, I cannot. I can't believe that in a couple of days it's going to be 2022. Insane. And we are just 18 minutes away, is it? Doing the math here? Or is it 17 minutes now from... Oh, 17, I guess. ...finishing the movie. Yeah. That's crazy. But don't worry, guys. Ben and I have... We have post-movie mapped out a little bit. <laughs> We're still mapping it out. We have a rough idea. We don't know what the posting schedule will be yet. But it is still <laughs> weekly. We are going to take a week off, first week of January. So you, yes. you'll have to listen to an older episode, I guess. <laughs> or re-listen to this one. <laughs> Finish off the big minute if you kind of gave up on that one. <laughs> and then we'll gonna... be back in another week. I'm just taking a week off. I'm tired of hearing us talk. <laughs> yeah, we just need a little time to decompress after the holidays and when we'll be back and giving the last few minutes of the movie the treatment it deserves. That's right. But in the meantime, you can always talk to us about Santa Claus the movie. We, we'd love to hear any messages. Dooley hasn't hasn't alerted us to any reading and writing, writing and reading lately. <laughs> no, he hasn't. So, Ben, where can uh, they email us and follow us on social media? Yes, you can email us, santabytheminute at gmail.com, or you can reach us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Santa Minute. Ben and I post a brand new episode each and every Wednesday, except for next Wednesday. <laughs> and as always, you can listen to any of those episodes. For free!